Hello, and welcome back to the Parenting Severe Autism podcast. I am your host, Shannon Chamberlain. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. We're continuing the Let's Survive the Severe Autism Summer episode, which is episode two on the whole podcast. We're all wondering all the time, does it ever stop? Is it ever going to get better? Is it ever going to end? Will anything change? I think it does get better. It also gets worse. It also evens out. This is a wild roller coaster, this animal of autism that we're all dealing with. And I think that we just need to keep it in mind that it changes constantly. It's very difficult to get through our days. Sometimes it's hard to get through an hour, right? We just have to hang in there. If there's anything you would like to talk about, please send me an email at contact parenting severe autism at gmail.com and don't forget to check my website that hosts this podcast at psa.buzzsprout.com that is where you can find the transcript of the podcasts in my show notes i will list any links that i have for products and recommendations and discounts and things like that and as i mentioned in my other two episodes and i'll continue to mention if you click on those links those are affiliate links i do stand to earn a small commission from any product that you choose to buy once you have clicked on that link and any profits that are made on this podcast, whether through affiliate link sales or through the Buy Me a Coffee show donation program to support the show, portions of these proceeds are going to go to an account that's going to help severe autism families in need, families just like you who may not be able to afford the safety items or the sensory items that their loved one needs. So please make sure to click the links in my show notes if you find a product that is of interest to you because it will help a family just like yours. If you are that family that needs help, please send me an email at contact.parenting.com severeautism at gmail.com. I want to know about you. I'd love to know about all of you, whether you need assistance or not, because we're all in this same boat and it's the craziest boat I've ever heard of, right? We all need services. We all need support. We all need a break. And the louder we are, the better chance we have, I think. So send me an email, drop me a line and subscribe to the show so you get instant updates. I usually post once a week. There is a disproportionate amount of parents out there with a child who has severe autism and now the parent is dealing with substance abuse, suicidal thoughts. There's a lot of family breakups. One parent leaves. Many years ago in a town very close to where I live, a mother had two children with autism and she killed both of them. This is a tragic subject and a lot of us feel terrible about our lives. You know, welcome to our severe autism summer, otherwise known as Groundhog Day, where the terrible twos never end. I think we should just accept the fact that we will not be attending all of those fun family gatherings and we'll just make our own plans as individual families because we'd rather be judged by strangers in public places than by our own family at an annual summer picnic, right? (laughs) If we're going to make people wince, why not make sure to spread the joy to unsuspecting strangers? In this episode, I'm going to continue where we left off in the last episode. You may remember I shared a few of my best tricks to get through summer by making sure my child 
feels as secure and comfortable in his schedule as possible. That's the first step that I always take to protect my mental and physical health. There's a lot more to it, but I can't even begin to get started on the things that actually help me personally until I do the things that I think will help him, because otherwise he won't let me have a minute to myself and it gets pretty crazy, pretty dangerous. You might remember I closed my last episode mentioning the fact that when those tips and tricks that I use that you may benefit from as well don't work and you know we can pretty much count on them not working about 80% of the time, then we're at risk for being on the receiving end of violence and attacks and also of our child eloping on us, right? So that's where we left off. I'm going to start there now, and then we'll get into some of the things that may help on a personal level for yourself. It's things that I do and that my spouse does to make sure we're protecting our mental health. So first I want to mention screen protectors. Those can be a lifesaver for televisions and computers and things that you need and want for yourself that are at risk from the violence that we undoubtedly experience coming from our children. I've posted a link in my show notes to a product that's available on Amazon. You can get it in many different sizes and it's impact resistant and it's, you know, a little over a hundred bucks or so, but how much is the TV cost if they ruin it, you know? So that's one thing. Um, ever since about 2018 and every, every summer since then, I have been attacked by my son. His dad has been attacked by him as well. He broke his dad's ribs twice and it's just been a real nightmare. And, you know, I kind of think that some of it may be that that our son is somehow picking up on our energy. We are disappointed and we are depressed and angry and unhappy and everything. You know, I think that it may cause our son to get more in the violent mood, but he actually does it on his own anyway, even if we're calm and happy. And actually, especially if we're calm and happy, he hates that. For our household, the beatings that we receive from him and the eloping actually go hand in hand. The first time that our son ran away, I was driving him to a day camp, and he reached over and started choking me with both hands while I was driving. And then later that day at camp, he pulled his shorts down and his underwear and tried to run away. I, I don't know what he was doing, but that was his first attempt. And then it got more serious. Um, the next time that he ran away, he was trying to get violent with me. I was having my coffee in a sundress and sandals didn't even have my glasses on. You know, I was just trying to relax first thing in the morning and he got out there with me. I was sitting outside and he, I, I don't know, I wasn't giving him the opportunity to beat me up or something. And he just decided to run out the front gate. And first thing he wanted to do was go in the garage and destroy property. And when I 
vocalized that I didn't like that and I wanted him to not do that, he decided to run out the gate from the backyard and he went straight to the middle of the street and began running towards the highway. We're in a cul-de-sac neighborhood, but the road that leads to our neighborhood has two yellow lines going down the center of it. And around here, people think that means go faster. So it was very scary. There was, I couldn't catch up with him. I tried and his dad was in the bathroom, which seems he's all, his dad is always in the bathroom when the kid runs away. I don't know what it is. He has this sense about the best way to escape. And it's when dad's in the bathroom and I'm not prepared. So I was running, chasing him. My sandals fell off. I'm running barefoot on blacktop, just looking a mess, trying to be as big as possible for traffic because he never raised his head. He just looks straight down at the ground and he runs like the wind. And it was the scariest day of my life. Um, he just ran right out into the highway and never, ever looked. Thank God a car full of kids stopped and asked me. <laughs> I think they thought I escaped from an asylum or something the way that they were talking to me. But I, I explained what was happening. That's my son way down there. He has autism. He's not listening. He won't stop. He's fast. I am not <laughs> able to catch him. Please help me. And they were kind enough to go and pull around in front of him and try to block off traffic and um, try to corral him. And the whole time I was waiting for my spouse. I'm like, I know I was yelling loudly when I went by the bathroom and I alerted the family members who were right there in the yard with me when it happened. You know, I, my son is running. I got to go get him, you know, and uh, I was yelling as loud as I could, hoping that neighbors would hear me, anybody would hear me, and I thought that my spouse would hear me in the bathroom, and no one ever came. No one ever helped me. The the relatives, I never saw them come out to the road. I don't know why you wouldn't be concerned about your special needs grandson getting hit by a car on a highway. I, I don't know why that would not be important to you to get off your ass and go help, but it wasn't important. And I knew that his dad would help if he knew, and I just couldn't believe that he wasn't there. I thought he would get in the truck and drive and come and get us, and he never came. And I finally, it took about 15 minutes to get him, and I grabbed onto his arm as tight as I could, and I was trying to be as kind as possible because he's so much stronger than me, and I there's no way that I would have been able to hold on to him so I just walked silently and held on to his arm and walked him all the way back home. And the whole time, it's really, it's really hard to talk about. Okay. And the whole time I was just wondering, why is nobody helping me? Where is my family? What is going on? Why is nobody here to help and so we get back to the house and I see the child's grandfather standing at the corner of the intersection inside the neighborhood, holding his cup of coffee, rocking back and forth from his heels to his toes, looking up at the sky, 
rubbing his big belly, just having a good old time, just looking around the neighborhood, you know, enjoying his life. And I asked him, where's my husband? Is he here? Yeah, he's out looking. He he went down the road in the truck looking for you. I'm like, you, okay, well, we'll go find him. And my son knew instantly that he was going to be in trouble. And he tried to get away from me. And that finally, the old man drops his coffee cup in the ditch and helps me with the kid and helps me drag him sweaty into the house and the other relative finally decided that he would go and get my husband. And I told them the reason he decided to go get him is because I said, you saw me go this way. Why would you let him go that way? You saw me go out to the highway. Why would you let my spouse go out to the woods? That makes no sense. You're not helping. And so he went supposedly to get my husband and that was the very first time. So not only did I lose my child um, at right out from under myself and try to have to try to go catch him, but I also had no support from extended family. As you well know, this is a plague. This is why you're going to hear a lot of things about this throughout this podcast, because it's something that all of us parents of severe autism have to deal with. Right there next to me is my family, and they didn't help. And it's their own grandson and grandnephew. And anyway, the next time he ran away was the same summer. It was last summer uh, in 2021. He ran away when his dad was in the bathroom. They were going to go for a walk. He said, his dad said, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom, and then we'll go for a walk in just a couple minutes. He said, okay. And as soon as his dad went in the bathroom, he ran. It was over an hour before we found him. I had to call the cops. I couldn't go look because I had to wait for the cops. My husband's running all over the neighborhood trying to look for who's got a swimming pool outside, who's got a refrigerator outside, because that's the first thing that he's going to go for. Um, Didn't find him at any of those houses. Told all the neighbors, because we do know a lot of the neighbors, and some of them got out on their four-wheelers and went looking for him. I knew he was in the woods. And there, that's where they found him in the woods. But his dad had been back there and he was right where they found our son and he didn't see him and the kid didn't come when he called him either. So one interesting thing about that was that when we did find him, it looked like he had his own independent play experience. So, I mean, that was kind of a slight bright spot in the darkness there, but that was the second worst day of my life and the first worst day of his dad's life because he didn't realize the first day what was going on. Um, After that happened, my spouse could not do anything but sit in the backyard and watch the gate because now our son has started leaping in one bound. He can climb this privacy fence in one step and it's a six foot privacy fence. He's up and over it and and he's gone. He's so much faster than we are. And so my spouse was watching the gate the whole time and trying to find a tracker or something on the internet. And it took a while, but he finally found a product called Angel Sense. If you haven't heard of it and you have a problem with elopement, 
from your child, you need to look into angel sense. All of the people that work for the company are caregivers, parents of people with autism or Alzheimer's. Those apparently are the two diseases that have wandering and elopement um, commonplace. So they're very kind people. They have a, they run a really good half price deal uh, most of the time, you know. So during the summer and also at the back to school time, you can get this thing for half off or get the service and then the unit for free or something like that. So if you please um, click on my link for Angel Sense in my show notes on psa.buzzsprout.com. I would really love it if you would go through that link because you may remember that I have mentioned in my other episodes the a portion of the proceeds that I get from the support the show link through buy me a coffee and through affiliate links is going to go towards helping families who care for an individual with severe autism and may not be able to afford the safety items or sensory items that they need. I want to help. And so if you're able, if you need Angel Sense or if you need any of the products that I mentioned throughout these episodes, please go through my links on my website where the transcript is listed and the the links will be posted there at psa.buzzsprout.com. That's PSA for Parenting Severe Autism buzzsprout.com and sign up for that angel sense it's forty dollars a month for the service and it's so worth it now our son is an adult so he does have um he's always almost always had the supplemental security income as a disabled individual and his account pays for that service um, you may be able to get a Medicaid waiver. I've heard that some people are able to do that, but it's definitely worth a try. The interesting thing about Angel Sense, if you're not familiar, is it you can get all kinds of accessories for different ways to wear it. It has a like a push for help button on it, and it also has a communication. So you can speak to your child. If your child needs to hear your voice or something, they can press that button for help. You can speak to your child and anyone around your child can hear because it's just a little speaker thing. We don't use that feature. Our son doesn't even know what's in his clothes, but we bug him with this. If he knew, he would remove his pants and run. Um, But we'd rather he just not know and just get used to wearing this little device in his pocket. It's got tacks that are covered by these knobby things. And so there's no sharp edges, nothing pointy. We attach it always on the left side of his pants, inside the pocket, and underneath the pant leg. In between the pocket liner and the pant leg is where the knobbies go. Um, if he wanted to rip it out, he couldn't. It's very strong. And the knobs don't, they're just, they lock on and they won't come off unless you have this special magnetic key made especially for the Angel Sense device. So it's really fantastic. And you can set um, borders and things so that you get an alert before your child gets out of the, the safety area. 
So um, Angel Sense has worked with us extensively on getting our borders set up properly so that he doesn't get too far away before we receive the notification that he's left the area. And when he did run away after we had the Angel Sense installed on his person, we knew right away because it made a chiming sound on our phones and you can hit the terrain map thing and it'll show his his exact route with his footsteps. It'll tell you whether he's on foot or if he's in a vehicle because of how fast he's going and we knew exactly where to find him. So it really, it takes so much stress off of you and it gives you your life back. My spouse almost went completely insane during the time. It was about a month and a half before everything was situated. Um, he just, I mean, it was just a desolate, desolate life, you know, just completely isolated. I had work outside of the home a few days a week and nobody else even offered to give him a break. Um, you know, hey, why don't you go inside and have a sandwich and I will watch the gate? Um, nothing because they probably wouldn't be able to catch him anyway, you know, so it was just a nightmare. Um, but the uh, the angel sense has really changed our lives in that respect. Um, it's got a waterproof envelope type thing with a magnetic closure and it's got where you can purchase like a, a belt thing that'll go on the person itself, not on the clothing. So if, you know, if there's a chance that the clothing will come off for a uh, change of clothes for swimming or anything like that, you can put it in the waterproof thing and then put the waterproof thing in the belt and then put the belt on the child and it can go in the back so that it's, you know, not bothering their belly. Our son would probably never go for that belt thing, but it is, it's a nice fabric and um, it's not binding at all. It's, it's really nice. And they have pretty much thought of everything with this device. And I just can't recommend it enough. It has really changed our lives and it's just something that he cannot take off. He, he won't, he doesn't know what it is. It weighs very little. It's very light. And, you got to charge it every night by a window, but that's about the weirdest thing about it. Um, we looked at other GPS trackers. One looks like a little button or something, and you could put it on his shoelace, but there is no way. He would he would figure it out. He's very smart. I'm sure yours is too. So Angel Sense is, I think, really the way to go because you can be as open with your child about it as you want to, or you can be completely secretive, and it works either way. The only thing I wish is that I could tell him about it in case he got himself into a situation and he needed help, but it's just, it's just not in his nature to allow something like that to be on him if he knows what it does. So we can't tell him about it. Um, also, I don't really think he'll get into too many situations as far as um, other people, you know, or anything like that, because he's so... Um, I don't know what to say. He's just, it's, I don't think anybody would steal him. And I think if they tried, they'd give him right back is <laughs> I think, you know, I can't imagine anybody wanting to steal him because he is absolutely not fun to be around most of the time. Also, the very first thing I did once I recovered from that experience 
I drove down to the Goodwill store and picked up all the safety green, safety yellow, and safety orange clothing that I could find. And ever since that day, it's been just about a year now, my child wears nothing but neon green, neon yellow, and neon orange. It looks like the 80s exploded all over him, and I don't care because at least if he's not looking at traffic, the traffic will see him. It's ridiculous. The next thing I did after I dressed him in full neon is I took pictures of him. I got on vistaprint.com, you know, where you can order business cards and magnets and all kinds of things related to your business promotional items. And I took a picture of my son uh, frontal wearing all of his neon. And then I took a side profile and I made a large rectangle magnet to go on people's refrigerators. I listed his full name. I listed that, I, you know, my name is and I have severe autism I listed his height, his weight. Please do not feed me. Please call my dad if you see me. I should not be out alone. And I made this big awareness magnet and I ordered enough to go around our entire neighborhood so I could get all of my neighbors on board. So if they see my child running and he is not accompanied by an adult, then they are aware and they should call us. And then we distributed those magnets to everybody. We just dropped them in their mailbox. And we let the police know what we're doing. We make sure to keep an open relationship with the police. We like our son to know that, you know, the police are here to help. And we like the police to know that our son is not here to hurt people. Because I'm sure you've heard the stories of autistic kids getting beaten and tased and arrested by police just because they're out in the world being their autistic selves and nobody recognizes it. So I seriously recommend introducing your family to the cop shop and every cop shop that you think might need to know about you and also dressing the child in neon, reflective clothing, reflective shoes, everything that you can think of that would make them more visible to other people. Those magnets that we made have been very helpful. We have received calls from our neighbors at least three times in the past year since we distributed those magnets. So um, they were false alarms, but hey, you know, we'd rather get a call that's not related than not get a call at all. It was a really great investment, didn't cost much at all, and it was totally worth the time that it took to design them. Well, I know we're right at that point where parents like you and me are running out of time for this episode, so I will stop here. I know it ran a little bit longer than the others. I guess I just had a lot to talk about with this one. It was all very important information, I thought. So um, thank you for listening. In my next episode, I promise I'm focusing on your mental health. We're going to talk about the self-care that I keep telling you I believe is so important, and I just haven't been able to get there yet. I'm sure you know that feeling. 
the self-care is always last on the list, isn't it? Well, I want to talk about it, and in my next episode, we're going to address that. We'll talk about maybe some different situations and different um, different techniques for different situations in order to help lower our stress levels, lower our stress response, and help us get through these problems or activities a little bit easier each time. Don't forget to stop by my site for show notes, affiliate code links in the transcript at psa.buzzsprout.com. That's PSA, short for Parenting Severe Autism, .buzzsprout.com. If you'd like to email me, feel free to let me know what you're going through. If you have anything you would like to talk about or have me look into or anything like that, if you just want to drop me a line, you can email me at contact.parentingseverautism at gmail.com. And while you're on my Buzzsprout website, feel free to buy me a coffee. It's the support the show link, and you can buy me a coffee. And as I mentioned, when you do something like that to help support this show, a portion of those proceeds is going to go towards helping a family in need, a family just like yours who is parenting severe autism and may not be able to afford the sensory items or safety items that their loved one needs. Thanks again for listening. You hang in there. You're a superhero.